0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 13th episode of Riverdale Season 6, Ex Libris. I'm going to go with that. Sure. I'm Mary Kwikowski, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Kirsten McKinnis,
1: who is back from her trip and just feeling great. Isn't that right? Yeah, I certainly... Do not currently have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, did you uh, listen to my podcast from last week with Hannah? I did. And I feel like when I was listening to it, because I listened to it because I thought we were going to record yesterday and then things changed because you're a busy human. <laughs> and so I was listening to it being like, oh, let me keep track of all these things that I need to respond to, but they're gone. She gone. <laughs> well, did you have any massive thoughts about what even happened last episode? I don't even remember, but I was grateful that I did not have to podcast about it because I did not like it. Oh, it was the fog. It was the fog and
0: everybody was separated. Yeah.
1: And I think that was pretty much it. Not a whole lot really happened. I didn't like it. (laughs) I don't think it's that bad. I think it was okay. It wasn't my favorite. I think that you have Stockholm Syndrome uh, because no part of this season has been good.
0: (laughs) Hannah didn't like it, so she was really channeling your energy.
1: Oh, I forgot I'm supposed to bring the sass because that's <laughs> the only thing that she can really put her finger on that I provide.
0: No, she was like she was like, Oh, I feel like I've got a lot to live up to
1: because Kirsten always has like the takes. And the energy. Do I? But not today. (laughs) I just just felt like you should have been offended at that because I feel like you're like a sassy person. But I feel like on this podcast, I'm not like the sass. Huh. (laughs) That's why I have you. Okay. (laughs) Vote in the comments. Who has who brings the sass? I mean, I would have said that we're both sassy, but Okay. I guess we if can there can that. only be one, okay, vote Kirsten, I guess. Yeah. What was it that you had
0: said one time <sighs> that like you needed your uh podcast co-host to just be someone that like you fight with so that it would be interesting? I feel like that was like a tweet. <laughs> I don't
1: I'm sorry, now I'm supposed to remember my tweets? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Here we go. What What are we talking about? So, did we determine ex libris
1: is how it's pronounced? How I believe so. How is it spelled? L-I-B-R-I-S? Libris? Libris? I don't know. I, wouldn't, Libri- I, don't know. I believe it's libris. It looks to be maybe Latin. Well, while we're here, we can just do this part now. Ex
0: libris, as far as I can tell, is a like just phrase that means to that means like it's a book plate that's like a label affixed to a book that indicates the ownership. So that kind of makes sense. Um but it's also an episode of charmed. It's also and a um band. A cloud based
1: solution.
0: I I saw that one. Yep. It's also the name of a New York public library. It's also the name of a music label and a uh game. The game of first lines and last words, apparently. Um Let's see. It's also a collection of essays by Anne Fadiman. There's also-, also
1: the Ex Libris Association. as a Canadian association of people who have spent an important part of their work life in libraries, archives, publishing houses, and adjunct fields. And are now attracted to historical and current issues related to those institutions. And there you go. And that's everything
0: you ever needed to know about Ex Libris. Yeah. I do Welcome. like the
1: fact that it's the um, Dutch...
0: Oh, no, wait. It's a Swiss retail company and a Dutch metal band. Yeah, just great stuff overall. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, anyway, that's what it is. So, we're just apparently naming our episodes after whatever we want at this point. Mary, so have that, you that's fine.
1: have you ever kept a book from the library?
0: I don't think so. I remember being, like, threatened by, like, in high school. They were like, if you don't return a book to the library, then you can't graduate or whatever. And I remember one time I returned a book and then like they didn't scan it in so at the end of the year I got like a note sent to me that said like you didn't return this book and I went and found it on the shelf and I was like yes I did here's the book and so ever since then I have like when I return books to the library I take a picture of it to prove that I returned it because I'm, I am like
1: paranoid, pretty sure I still have a copy of The Great Gatsby from the 11th grade <laughs> but I definitely have returned books to public library
0: like maybe a school library is a little bit different because that I can imagine but I this whole plot was a little flimsy to me that like every everyone has not returned their library books i mean
1: i I think it's possible that everyone would have not returned one book over the years, but what is absurd is that there would be such good record keeping in a town that literally lost its township and everything's been burned down that they would then know which book everyone has. Yes, that's that's absurd. Also, they're
0: clearly just targeting, like, when Kevin lost his library book, Pickens wasn't like, I need collateral. We'll get to it. Uh, but first, we have to start with the Jughead voiceover. So, the Foghead cl- Cleared, and the world had changed. For Betty and Archie, results of her pregnancy test had come with mixed emotions, all tinged with a hint of what might have been. For Veronica and Reggie, the new day dawned with bitterness and bile. As for us, Tabitha was in Albany trying to get Pops declared a historical landmark, and I, like so many of us, was waiting. Percival was Riverdale's new self appointed mayor. What would Percival's first move be, we wondered, though when it came, I admit we were all caught off guard. So, real quick from the last episode, what'd you think? Of the whole Betty and Archie pregnancy like plot.
1: Thank God they resolved it fast. Um, I just wasn't I'm not interested in them starting a family. It does not make sense at this point in the in the story for them to do that. Um, and yeah, of course Archie's excited. Of course, Archie's like, yeah, we should have definitely had a baby. When it's like, oh, so Betty just has to have it then because you want it? Mm-mm, not on my watch. <laughs> So she what do is going on with her? I mean, people miss periods all the time. It's, it could be stress. It could be related to her powers. It could be anything.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to get like a time check if she was like, oh, yeah, I've been two weeks late. The same amount of time that we've been back from the dead or whatever. I don't really know how long it's been now.
1: I mean... Could be months it could be five minutes. It could be five years. I really have no idea. No idea. Yeah. It, it, we used to try
0: and figure things out. But now that we don't have like school years as landmarks, we have absolutely no idea how much time has passed. Not, so not unclear. Like at one point in the episode, Jughead talks about when he was like, t- he said like 10 years ago, I was homeless 10 years ago. And I have absolutely no idea what he's talking about. Is he talking about when he was in high school? Is
1: that what he's referring to?
0: I think I no he, idea.
1: I'm pretty sure he means when he was in high school.
0: Okay, because I was like, man, since when are we 10 years past, (laughs) like... When he was living in the rat king well, lair. In,
1: well, no, not bad. It's because it was he was living in the high school and in the drive-in. And yeah. then it was three years of high school and then seven years of time jump.
0: That's right. That's right. Okay. So early high school.
1: Uh, So Veggie's done and over. Do we think this is over for good? Feels pretty over for good. I hope so. I mean, I hope so. It doesn't seem like, like it, they haven't been giving us anything. Yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting, though, where Reggie's like, good thing I didn't end up dead.
0: And she's like, what? And it's like, well, to be fair, yes, he has a point with the whole Chad and Hiram thing. And like, if Archie wasn't invincible, he probably would have been killed by somebody along the line. Uh, he tells her to go hook up with Geraldo. Gotta say, was not super happy about the way the Geraldo pot- plot goes here. But I guess that kind of was just like subverting what the audience expected, because the audience probably did expect her to like
1: start hanging out with him. I would have liked for her to hang out
0: with him. Yeah, this was this was annoying that this happened this way.
1: It's dumb.
0: Um, although I guess we're still in the potential for the show to be like, and it was all a dream. We have no idea. Maybe. They, c- I mean. I have no faith in them to do anything, so maybe. And, like, look, Veronica can do whatever she wants if she doesn't want to be alone and wants to have some man candy on her side, then that's perfectly fine. But I'm kind of surprised that Reggie calling her out on it doesn't, like, stick with her at all. Like, she's just, like...
1: Wait, she's just done with him. Like, he stole from her. He was being a brat. And she's like, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, I get that she's done with him, but I'm kind of surprised she didn't, like, do any kind of, like,
0: self-evaluation and she instead was just like, yep, oh, let me just call I'm her I'm sorry, you,
1: you're surprised. That Veronica didn't do any self like reflection. When has she ever given the indication that she's gonna do that? Never. I mean, I can want her to be a, a better. When character. people show you who they are, believe them. <sighs> Nothing is more true about
0: that than Riverdale. When Riverdale shows me who it is, I need to just believe it. That's right. Yeah. Alright, so the rest of this plotline is just about library books. So, we already kind of talked about this, but basically, Pickens' plan is that he's gonna come around to everyone and be like, hey, you had some library books. I need them back. I, I do think that this is so flimsy, though, in the, like, Jughead's gonna say that some states do have rules that say, like, if you if you have an overdue library book, that it's considered theft. First off, I'm 99% sure that most libraries, maybe not every single one, but most libraries have some sort of cap to how much fees can be. Like, it probably says, like, fees cannot exceed, like, the price of the book or something like that, because you should just be able to buy that. And, like, every single one of these scenarios, it was, like, a book that's now out of print. Like, why does he need the book back?
1: The whole point is that they're closing the library, so why do they need the books? What are you gonna do with them? Nothing. It's, like... And if it's just, if it's just the principle of the thing, then it's like they should just be able to ba- pay back the average cost of a book. If Percival didn't have mind control, this wouldn't happen at all because this is just so ridiculous. Like why yeah. is he storming people's houses with every single police officer that Riverdale has in order to ask for books?
0: Like, it makes sense when he gets to Cheryl's, but that's the only time he should have the armed police officer with him. And even then.
1: Even then, you know what? He doesn't need the books. He doesn't yeah. need them. Oh, it's he doesn't all need them. just m- sorcery. It's just distraction.
0: Also, I'm also 99% sure you don't just get to pick whatever collateral you want.
1: I'm gonna tell you right now I don't think you get to take collateral at all, unless it's in the form of a cash bond. Yeah, so this plot. The police can't just be like, hey, we have a warrant for your computer, Um, and I can see you don't have a computer, so I'm going to take this random meaningful thing from your... That's not how it works. Yeah. So, the plot is not realistic, but
0: within the world of Riverdale, let's just go with it because they do. So they're all just kind of like, because they they bring, everyone brings up these points. They're like, this is weird and ridiculous. And
1: he's just like, well, I have mind control powers and also own everyone in town. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining that's what the writer's room was like. Was like, most of the writers being like, this is the dumbest, stupid, effing thing that you have ever proposed. And then whichever writer mainly wrote this episode being like, who cares? Percival has magic powers and we're getting paid. Yeah. In terms of the book's that everyone had
0: missing. Um, Some of them were real books. Some of them were sort of not real books. Like, Songwriting from the Heart, I don't think is necessarily a real book, but whatever. And also, like, the one that Betty had, um, Small Engine Repairs. Like, that may or may not be a real book. Then some of them were real. Jughead, Kafka's Metamorphosis, uh, Archie had Songwriting from the Heart, Veronica had Kiss of the Spider Woman, Cheryl had Flowers in the Attic, Betty had Small Engine Repairs, Reggie had a book, a children's workbook to teach children with dyslexia how to read and Kevin has Lord of the Flies. So I'm not going to break it down but all of these books have like meaningful significance based on the characters or at least their titles do. So if you're interested in that, feel free to look them up and explore that deeper. Um, The one that jumped out to me the most was Flowers in the Attic. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that hits a little close to Cheryl. If
1: anyone is unaware, please do not take the time to read Flowers in the Attic by V.C. Andrews because A, it it's not a good book, and B, it's creepy as hell. But yeah. the uh, the whole concept of that is that it's about basically generations of incest. Yes. So yuck. Yup. Um,
0: and so all of these, uh, he, Pickens goes to each one of their houses. Asks for collateral, takes different things. Uh, I think Jughead definitely gets off the worst here where he takes his... Apparently the only copy of his grandfather's book or at least the one that his grandfather has written in. It's
1: the one his grandpa wrote a note in to him. But I think that Cheryl got it worse because he literally took... Jason's bones. Yeah, which, again,
0: you should not be able to do, but you shouldn't be able to do any of this.
1: Uh, she shouldn't t- be keeping bones in
0: a trunk at her house! Yeah, certainly not, like, within view. I really thought he was going to take, like, the Abigail doll. Like, I really thought that was what was going to happen. So did but-
1: I, but I think, like... Even he can sense, like, the evil coming from that, that it, like, it would probably beat him. Oh, maybe they should have used
0: Abigail to fight Pickens, although she kind of was, like, pro-Pickens for whatever reason. Didn't really make any sense.
1: Because she, I don't know, she is not good. They should absolutely not do that. Also, you and Hannah talked about how, oh, we called it the Jason. It's still the Jason doll. They just put hair on it. Did they or did it like magically grow hair? I'm pretty sure they put a wig. I mean, in the show, maybe it magically grew hair. But it's still the same doll. It just has hair now. Well, yeah, I know I know that, but I was just differentiating that it's not the it, Well, it wasn't the Jason, it was
0: the Julian doll, but yeah.
1: Oh, whatever. Are you kidding me? I'm just right saying, now? If we're if we're getting nitpicky, like I'm not getting nitpicky. You and Hannah were getting nitpicky.
0: Oh my gosh. Whatever. You know what? I don't need this halfway through the podcast notes on my previous episode. Episode. oh my god you can leave a review make it five stars and then say whatever you want
1: you would never see it i'm in canada <sighs> i can see the canada ones. and I how check those embarrassing would it be for people to see the review from at curse and said what just like Hey, here are my thoughts on the podcast. <laughs> well, it's like the
0: podcast episode you were not. I feel like it would work. Whatever. Okay. Embarrassing. So, let's see. Uh, Pickens takes the Archie's guitar that Grundy taught him. Honestly, surprised that he has that, like, mounted in his living room. But okay. Um, he takes... Veronica's portrait of Hiram, which she's like, all right, fine, I don't care, take that. She was whatever. already
1: getting rid of it. Yeah, I, I'm
0: sure that that will somehow come up in a later episode, but whatever. Uh, we said what he took from Cheryl, and then from Betty, Alice just gives away her diary. Well, Alice is mind controlled, right? I love the callback to when she's like, wow, good thing I didn't like burn that last one because Betty like pulled it out of the fire or whatever. Um, and then, uh, Reggie, what does he take from Reggie? Reg- Reggie? Reggie had the book. Oh, yeah. Reggie had the book. Reggie just gave him the book back and was like, here you go. Yeah. Now, this is kind of interesting because he's going to put a curse on all these items. I guess I don't quite understand how the curse works with Reggie's thing because that's the book. I guess it just doesn't matter because that book meant something to
1: him. Yeah, I think so. So he still had it? I think it's anyway. the book meant something to him. Also, like, poor
0: Reggie. Like, all these other people. I mean, Reggie's also trash because they're all trash. But, like, poor
1: guy just wants to be able to read, you know? Like, let him have his children's workbook. Like, he Reggie wasn't hurting anybody. He wasn't really fighting on the town's behalf. He just wants to make money and stay out of trouble... Why do you have to take away his ability to read? I feel like he should have been like, can I just buy that workbook off you? Because I'd like to be able to read. Or can he not
0: like Google? I mean, I'm sure this is like a magical spell. I'm pretty so sure whatever. it's a
1: magic spell, Mary.
0: So whatever. Okay. Uh, so the 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 crew meets up and Jughead's like, "Well, this is all symbolic because books promote ideas and free thinking. And that's why he's getting rid of the library. We forgot to mention this. He's getting rid of the library to turn it into a hotel for the train station that's supposed to be where Pops is. So I guess the library is close to Pops. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I And this is where they go through the situation. And Jughead um, is like the, bu- the book that I had had, I had loaned to Doc, who is one of the unhoused people that left. So he has no idea where this book is. Also, I can't remember at this point, like, who knows
0: for sure what Pickens' abilities are. Like, I think Cheryl now knows, but they haven't told Reggie. And I'm not even 100% sure they've told Veronica. Although I guess maybe throughout this plot, she finds out. All I you know is there's certainly not enough communication to everyone like I don't think they've straight up told Kevin what
1: his deal is well they can't I tell Kevin because Kevin is like brainwashed
0: yeah and I don't think they've told Tony or Fangs who weren't in this episode but still or I don't think that they've told M- Reggie so anyway basically none of these people have defenses against him and if they sort of have worked out a defense this is dumb that they haven't told everyone um, so Kevin talks to Pickens and Pickens is like yeah uh, you've got a book to return Lord of the Flies and Kevin's like, well, isn't this a bit much what you're doing? And he's like, what? You doubt me? You might possibly be against me? You better return your book or I'll come after you next. And Kevin's like, okay. And then... Uh, Pickens. That's when Pickens says the chant over the collateral items while lighting candles. So he's also a wizard or whatever.
1: Well, yeah, but also he quit being a sheriff. So why is he going to all the law enforcement stuff? Like he's the mayor. Why does he need to be involved?
0: Well, I guess that he's just like got them mind controlled so he can just be like, hey, I need some backup. Come with me. Um, I do like when, when he did come to Cheryl to take her bones. She basically just like threatened to burn him alive. I'm not sure how he I guess, I guess we just assume that he knows about all of their powers. I don't know. So uh, he's like, yeah, uh, that's why I brought these guys. To, because I'm going to tell them to shoot you in the head. Um, I don't know why Cheryl can't at any other point just... Go burst him alive. As if, as if Cheryl couldn't burst all those three men alive. Like, yeah. Stop. Why can't she just do everyone? That none of this makes sense. Um. So the after effects of all this, uh, which also sort of some of them have something to do with the books that were taken from them, and then some of these sort of effects have to do with like the memories and like trauma that they faced. So it's kind of all over the place. But the RROTC kids make fun of Archie for playing guitar. I don't understand why. There's, like, this, like, sub thing about the kids are, like, reading his yearbook and being like, haha, you played guitar and, like, teasing him about Grundy. Like, this has nothing to do with anything.
1: It, yeah. It's, like,
0: that shouldn't bother him.
1: I don't know why it bugs him so much. I assume that it's uh just Archie being self-conscious. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Reggie, like, can't, l- stops being able to read in, like, just an absurd way. They start making everything blobs, which is just, I mean, I don't have dyslexia, but I'm pretty sure that's not what it looks like when you do.
0: Yeah, I mean, my only real references for what dyslexia might look like come from the very horrible Percy Jackson movies, so I don't know how good of a job they did with that either, but uh, it seemed more like the numbers and letters, like, the way I've heard it described is that they sort of, like, rotate or or feel like they're, like, moving around on the page, mm-hmm. so it's, like, hard to concentrate on them, whereas these look like the, the numbers were just kind of, like, smeared. They were all just blobs. yeah. So that's not great. Um, Betty feels sick to her stomach and thinks that she sees her dad and smells bleach. Veronica sees a spider on her portrait, but then it disappears. Hers are probably the weirdest because she's sort of like envisioning spiders, but then like they disappear. Jughead, his hands are literally bleeding. It's not like he just thinks they yeah, are. Yeah,
1: he's got like really bad like contact dermatitis. Yeah, and like his nails are
0: falling. The part where his fingernail falls off, I think, is one of the most disgusting things I've seen on this show.
1: If you think think I was paying attention to see that happen then it was no. it was not great um Cheryl here
0: is giggling in her room sees blankets tented like someone's sitting under them on her bed but it's just roses and she's like "Ha, ah, flowers in the attic and I think that's an implication that it's Heather which kind of doesn't make sense because I thought her whole trauma had to do with Jason I don't know
1: I think it's that Heather's back because she had read that book with Heather
0: yeah. Betty asks Pickens for her diary back, and he's like, Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that.
1: But she reads her diary and uncovers a memory that she had of yeah, it's her dad. Finding- yeah. Yeah. It's her dad cleaning out the car with bleach, and like um, the implications that he had killed someone and was cleaning out their family car so that there would be no evidence. Um, giving us the idea that Hal Cooper was a murderer like way earlier than we had ever thought, which does not fit with the canon of the show because the canon of the show establishes that
0: Hal becomes a murderer when he hears Betty's speech about how the town needs to do better. But I guess maybe he just really becomes a murderer after then, or decides to start. Uh, maybe like going that's after when he decides to
1: like actively. I don't know. As if the I show know. knows, like, a canon of the show. Come
0: on. But I do kind of like the idea that how like, was actually a successful serial killer, like, earlier on. Kind of like that. Just because he's such a pathetic serial killer as is.
1: Okay. Yeah, Archie sees Grundy playing the cello, and she looks dead. Um, And in that moment, it shows us, like, Pickens playing the cello. So I guess we're supposed to believe that it's, like, he's, like, really manipulating their visions. I don't know. I don't know either if that was supposed to be,
0: like, yeah, he's playing the cello, which is why she... He, like Archie sees Grundy playing the cello or if it was just like he's also playing the cello um, because he doesn't appear to have to do anything for anyone else's visions.
1: I don't know. Reggie's like, give me that book back. I would like to be able to read again, please. Yeah, and Pickens
0: is like, no, but I'll give you a glamour-jay egg to give to Veronica, which I don't even think he makes Reggie pay for. It. I think he, he just does it. He mind controls Reggie. This is why I'm mad. Like he wouldn't be able to do this if everyone had just told Reggie that he could that Pickens can mind control people. I mean,
1: I, I'm of the opinion that Reggie is so focused on learning how to read again that he probably wouldn't have been able to be mind controlled here anyways. I don't know, but it works. Uh, Beggy. Beggy? Uh, yeah, let's go with it. Betty tells Archie about her
0: hallucinations, and, uh, Archie's like, Well, nothing's been happening with me. Um, I really thought that this, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought that her diary was gonna, like, give Pickens the ability to, like, Clementine her Oof. or Tangerine her or whatever it was. I don't know. I hope not. But so far, that hasn't happened. Um, Jughead goes to Sketch Alley to look for his book because he thinks that he gave it to Doc, who was yes. the, um, homeless guy that he had hung out with for a little while Uh, a guy named Hank is there because there was a loophole when Pickens told all of them to walk west until they hit the ocean it didn't work on him because he's in a wheelchair
1: but also why would he tell them to walk west until they hit the ocean why wouldn't they would hit the ocean way faster if they went east it's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I guess like if you want them to die, they're more likely to die walking cross-country a further distance, I guess, but... I thought it was more like, because by the time they get over there, maybe if the,
0: like, mind control stops working, they're so far away. At that point, they're like, ugh, no point in coming back.
1: Maybe. That makes sense. Um, well, here's what the most absurd part of this whole thing is to me. Hank is still able to just call Doc up on the phone and be like, where's the book? And Doc can be like, oh, I sold it to this book emporium in pennsylvania yeah this was annoying i'm not sure i guess maybe they have cell phones
0: i don't know he said like that he had the number of a payphone in venice beach oh i'm sorry so doc has
1: already walked all the way to venice beach i don't know is he just standing next to the payphone waiting for a call wait maybe he lives in the payphone that's actually possible so
0: veronica gets the edge gosh Veronica gets the egg from Reggie And she thinks she sees spiders on it But then they disappear And uh, we have a rare appearance of Smithers Who's looking for her book Um, Moose, who is still around Yeah, oh, that's another thing I was going to ask you What did you think about the moose situation from last episode? I don't care Why do I care about moose? What would have to happen in the show for you to have some care? I
1: I don't know Anything that makes sense Okay, but like, we used to really ship moose and Kevin Yeah, but like, moose has been gone for so long yeah i could not figure out when the last time we saw moose was like i actually i'm pretty sure the last time we saw moose was at the boarding school that's what i thought too but he seemed to like
0: be aware that kevin was with fangs at some point so i feel like no this no no this definitely happened Moose came back and hooked up with Fangs. Like, that happened.
1: You could tell me anything, Marion, I would be forced to believe you. I'm just saying, Moose has been around recently. Anyway. Well, like, for me, okay, for one episode. He hasn't been around sure. in a meaningful way since season three. Yeah, but it he was okay it's just i'm just
0: saying he was there I, like it just doesn't make any
1: sense like i just I'm like why
0: i'm still mad that we had no resolution to the whole moose and kevin were going to have sex on halloween thing
1: well they had sex last week in the fog
0: you're right so i guess that's good enough i'll have to go with that uh so they both talk about
1: how they thought ralph was really hot as a kid who i that's guess is the main character weird. Of of the Flies. that is weirdo yeah. energy because ralph is like the psycho path and lord of the flies that like gets everyone to be bad like that is is, he wait who's the main character is that ralph um like the main evil character but i thought hold on i thought
0: there was like a two evil kids i gotta look this up I read
1: Lord of the Flies. I just do L- Ralph remember. is the one who gets elected to be the... The, like, leader guy with the conch shell? Yeah. It's a bunch of, like, British boys, right? Ralph oh, wait, he's... no. Jack is the evil one. Jack is the evil one. Yeah, Ralph, I think Ralph is, is no, the main Ralph guy. Ralph is the good guy and Jack is the evil one. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Because Jack is the one... He, Jack. like, leads a separate group. So everyone starts leaving Ralph to go be on Jack's team and be bad. I just got... I haven't read Lord of the Flies in so long that I just was, like... I Idolizing anyone in that book is psycho behavior.
0: Who, spoiler alert for Lord of the Flies, who kills Piggy? Jack. Is that Jack? Okay. And then, like, they get rescued or something. Well, I'm pretty
1: sure, like, the group is involved in Piggy's death. I think so. So very much like, like oh, what was mentioned last week, the movie The Mist, where the group in the grocery store all murders a guy. Yeah. Man, The Mist is so. The Mist, like, messed me up. That movie impacted me psychologically. The ending of that movie, I was like, wow,
0: this is just really sad. Yeah. So no spoilers from The Mist because y'all should go watch it. I Uh, I mean, The Mist is kind of just like a play on Lord of the Flies also true but with monsters spoilers there's monsters okay um so they yeah they talk about that but then kevin's like no i identified with piggy because apparently i don't know if this is like new actually i feel like we might have heard this before but kevin apparently was a little bit on the heavier side as a child and also had glasses i guess anyway this must have been pre-high school because he didn't look like that it would have
1: been pre-grade 10 for sure yeah. And Moose
0: says that Kevin is now more of a Ralph. So I guess that's a compliment. I don't know. Um, They're all
1: still children. Like the Lord of the Flies characters are all also still children. So it's weird yeah. to use one as like a sexy comparison. They're kids. Yeah. It, yeah.
0: Uh, Cheryl gathers everyone together and she's like, Percival's using co- the collateral that he collected to cast a spell on us. I'm. Thank you, Cheryl, for being our like connection to the magical side and just telling us that. Um. And then we learn about Jughead's grandfather, which I think we had heard that he passed away a few years back when Jughead was yeah, in New York. He died. I think alone. we had heard that earlier. But we find out that he I think so I thought he was murdered, but whatever. We find out that he died and had eczema or eczema on his hands, and that like dying alone is one of Jughead's biggest fears.
1: I mean, that's not like a unique fear.
0: Yeah. Well, actually he said dying alone having only written one book, which is more specific, but okay. Uh although I thought that Jughead. Jughead's grandfather wrote multiple books.
1: Yeah, Jughead's grandfather wrote at least, like, five of the first books of that series before it got yeah. taken away from him.
0: That's what I thought. Um, Cheryl is like, don't worry, if we just, like, get the books, get our stuff back, and then, like, cast a counter spell, then, like, everything will be A-okay, but... I don't know. I have doubts. Um, Cheryl's also like, I don't need to do it, though, because I'm okay with my ghost from my past. She likes having Heather around. Yeah, that's a little creepy, but it's okay. Um, Because I don't think Heather's dead. I mean, that would be more creepy. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one's more creepy. Having the ghost of your childhood friend or just having a ghost of your childhood friend while your childhood friend's still alive out there somewhere.
1: I mean, she has no idea where Heather went, so I don't think it really matters. Hank has the ability
0: to contact Doc, who walked to Venice Beach. But Cheryl can't track down Heather with her magic abilities.
1: Well, she hasn't seen Heather since middle school. Hmm. Yeah, but she has all those letters. Anyway, I
0: don't know. it's fine. Uh, Archie breaks into Pickens' shop, but there's just a note from Pickens on a cello that's like, "Your items are not here, but he ha- here, have this cello." Which Archie is later gonna like break the cello. Yeah. What's the point of this? I there was nothing. I think he's just
1: mad. But why did he get? Why did
0: he take the cello? He shouldn't have accepted that. It's like how you don't take anything to drink from Penelope. Don't take
1: anything from Pickens. It's probably cursed. I don't know. I think it was just mind games. Yeah. Jughead
0: talks with Hank again, and Hank is like, "Yeah, um, your book was sold by Doc to Barney's." book barn off route 42 in allentown now i looked this up because i was curious mostly because my parents used to live in allentown that was where they first lived together after they got married and uh first off route 42 as far as i can tell is not a thing so whoa Okay, there's that. Allentown is a place. There is no Barney's Book Barn or anything similar to that in Allentown, but there is a Baldwin's Book Barn in Pennsylvania, but it's like an hour south of Allentown. I think that's a close, but no cigar. You think? Even though it's like an hour away? Yeah. All right, sure. I'll take it. I mean, might as well, I mean, right? we have to take what we can get at this point. Yeah, it's probably something. Um, speaking of close but no cigars, um, I did reach out about last week's episode where we were semi-convinced that drip chic must have been something. Um, oh, was
1: it a candle? I, well, yeah, we knew it was a candle. Because that would be diptyque
0: candles. Okay, thank you. So we, I asked, and Ryan uh, Park Chan on... Instagram told me that it was Diptique, um, but then also What Up Tim also said that there are some th- candles on Etsy, Etsy called Drip Wick as well, um, but that's more of a style and not a brand. Yeah, so, I, th-
1: I think Diptique is like a very popular brand. I could not find
0: that. I looked up like so many sites about candle brands and I couldn't find it, but um thank you so we definitely had a close window cigar last week and i guess we're gonna count one from this week uh if anyone can hunt down something even closer to allentown that's some sort of book barn let me know Um, i think it's diptyque
1: wait is it perfume no they do candles and perfume okay never mind ignore me that's
0: cool it's all good i'm just glad that we have some close window cigars it's been it had been a while yeah hot minute we've been missing uh, them i think the last one we had before that was i think in Season. I don't know if we had any in the um in the early part of season six. Let me see. Uh, oh no, we did. Six point four. Bailey's comet. That's right. Oh right. And Chazzy Cheddars, which was still one of my favorite ones that we had. Well, Chazzy What was Cheddars. that one for? For Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Chazzy Cheddars. Love that. Okay. Um, so the ROTC kids are still messing. Sorry. The Rorazzi. The R-R-O-T-C kids. Yeah, the Riverdale st- <laughs> R-O-T-C. Come on. Yeah. Are still messing with Archie about Grundy. They're like, oh, if I had a teacher this hot, I would have totally learned guitar. Again, this doesn't... I think it just hits close with Archie because, like, yes, that is why he learned guitar. Because that's
1: literally, hit, like... He literally had an affair with his high school music teacher, and then she died and was murdered. So it's like pretty traumatizing for him. I think it's weird that the R R O T C kids just found a yearbook now for the first time. Well, I'm assuming that's part of the like Pickens curse, but what do I know? I, I here's what I don't need:
0: flashbacks to the Grundy plotline. Don't need that in my life. That is yep. something that is better left buried
1: in season one. That yep, yeah, they should act like it never happened.
0: They should. Uh, this is when Archie yells at the kids, tells them if he sees any more yearbooks, he's going to kick them out of the program, and then he smashes the cello. I, again, don't know why this happened. Um, Kevin returns Lord of the Flies, and Pickens is like, you're a gorgeous man, let go of your insecurities. Align with me, because then I can release the dark secrets in your heart. He's like, like, he straight up tells Kevin, like, I am the dark side that people have. So, I feel like Kevin, like, got some info there. But then they kiss, and it's really creepy, and I don't know why that happened.
1: I, well, especially because, like, two episodes ago, Pickens Pickens is like, too bad, Kevin. I'm the crooner now. And now he's like, kiss me, Kevin. Yeah, I feel like Kevin should have been more mad that Pickens stole his gig. Well, he had become
0: an officer at that point. That's true. But we all know that Kevin's, like, real, real love is singing. But he wants to go to Broadway. Yeah, and, and I think Kevin's is clear. Kevin's, Kevin is clearly a better singer than Pickens. Sorry, Pickens. Yeah, Pickens was not that it good. It wasn't close. Yeah, it wasn't close. Uh, Betty comes home wearing Red Heart Lolita sunglasses and Archie flips out and um, and the red hearts on glasses, like, super were understanding. really cute. Yeah, they were. She's like, I found them at the drugstore. They're cute. Um, but she is super understanding. And she's like, yeah, it totally makes sense that you have like trauma associated with Grundy. Grande. <laughs> she,
1: she's like, you <laughs> were groomed. Like, you were molested. And it's understandable that that was traumatic for you. And I feel like. Even though, like, when they were kids, people were like, whoa, what Grundy did was unacceptable. I feel like no one's really used the words of, like, you were groomed and you were abused and, like, it's okay to be freaked out about that.
0: Yeah, this is this is actually kind of interesting, this plot here, or this, like, conversation, because it's very accurate what she's talking about. It's like they finally decided to address all of the things that people were, have been wondering since, like, partway through season two, where a lot of viewers were like, wait a second, uh, wasn't Archie super into music? When did that stop? And now. Now they're sort of like rewrote that and they're like hey he stopped music because of his trauma from Grundy which makes sense and is totally true but we had never heard that earlier on instead it was Archie was just like i just prefer punching now
1: well and i mean it, i it also makes sense that they wouldn't have maybe spelled that out so much because archie probably wouldn't want to talk about how he transitioned from music to punching. But it all does make sense as a theory. It all
0: does make sense. Yeah. So actually, like, thank you. Uh, that scene was really... was actually pretty good. I mean, I'm still annoyed that I had to see flashbacks of Grundy, but, like, at least we finally talked about what was happening there. Um, Jughead searches the bookshop in Pennsylvania. Now, this is kind of confusing. He's going to end up finding all the books. Why? I don't Did, know. I, is this just implying that, like,
1: Doc magically collected all of the, like, it's lost like books it's, in town? It's as if... <laughs> a Jughead had had all of them and gave them to Doc. Either that or just, like, all of the books somehow. I mean, I guess it... You could
0: find a way to make sense that, like, some of the in-house Stop population... Stop it. No, you can't. <laughs> like, ass on the book. I'm trying to make it work. Okay, whatever. It's magic. Somehow all the books were found. Yay. Um... And then Veronica and Geraldo hang to get to know each other. And she tries her, like, being really upfront and honest thing again, like she did with Reggie, where she's like, you're just an attractive guy. And I really thought she was going to say, and I'm just an attractive girl. And I was, like, so ready for that. But she didn't. She's like, I'm lonely. So, like, let's have a night. And Geraldo's down. Um, yeah, they're and both hot. The yeah. Then the next morning, we uh, find him dead. And he his mouth is like, I don't know, his like, tongue is all black. I don't know. He's been poisoned. He's been poisoned. And um, jumping ahead, we're going to find out at the end of the episode that Dr. Curdle Jr. is like, yeah, uh, Black Widow spiders can't normally take down like a whole a whole man fully grown man and she's like well maybe it was multiple ones because she still like sort of thinks that there are spiders in her house except like also yeah. she definitely saw them disappear yeah
1: and then he's like um no because there's not one bite like the venom went into his lips Ha <laughs> yeah so question Is this a new
0: superpower she has, or is this part of the curse? I think it's more likely the curse. I think so too. But I feel like, pre this episode, like on Instagram and stuff, they were trying to hype this up as like, Veronica has superpowers now, unless that's just a future episode. But I don't know. That was definitely in the ether. So. Uh, Veronica calls Reggie and like vents to him about the cor- the corpse and she calls him a fool for like having talked to Pickens. It's like, he's not a fool. He just wants to learn how to read I mean, and he's get not, rid of his dyslexia. He's not not a fool. But like no one has told him about the mind control. These people do not communicate with each other. I guess. So so then the FBI agent tells Betty, because this was, like, another thing that happened last episode in a really small moment, and then we never really got any follow-up from, was that someone named Catherine has also escaped the TBK, or, like, the TBK has let her go, which mm-hmm. is the same thing that happened with Betty. So Betty's wondering, like, if she had to go through the same process. So that's something else I wanted your thoughts on. What you think about the whole, like, Betty chopping up a guy to get out of the TBK lair?
1: It just sure. Okay. I guess that happened. I don't know. I mean, know. you know
0: much more about, like, crime and serial killers than I do. Is that the kind of thing that would ever happen? Like, would a serial killer I mean, ever, like, let someone go?
1: I can't speak for all serial killers, uh, by any means. <laughs> really? You're not the voice um, of serial I'm killers? I'm <laughs> certainly not the voice of serial killers. I mean, I think that, in general, most killers are that way because of, like, some sort of trigger or trauma or reason, and I think that they're trying to present the trash bag killer, as, like, he's just a senseless killer and he just kills, um, but that he's, like, lonely because he can't find anyone else who likes to kill. I don't, like, I don't really get it. Um, I think that if anything, like, it would be the thing where, like, if he was keeping her hostage, he'd be like, oh, I'll let you go if you dismember this body, but then, like, doesn't let her go, but, like, maybe she would receive, like, escalating freedoms and then one day could escape i don't think that he would just be like do this and then you can go like that doesn't really make a lot of sense
0: i love that for a while we were like hey betty just because a couple people have told you that you have like the serial killer gene and that you might be dangerous that like you should ignore them it's just your creepy father and brother but now that we've had like so many people tell betty that she's like got darkness inside her maybe we should just go full dark betty Maybe she she should be be a serial
1: killer. I would love that. Yeah. Or, like, a vigilante. If Betty starts... I mean, when Betty killed that, that... When Betty was ready to murder that guy last season and then he, like, bit out his own tongue or whatever and killed himself... Betty was going pretty dark there. Yeah. And then I think it's definitely sort of implied that, like, well, she felt like maybe she could do it because she
0: had chopped up somebody's limbs before, except, like, there's a difference. That was a corpse. But, okay.
1: Well, I um, mean, it would have so, been a corpse pretty quick once the chainsaw got involved. Fair.
0: I get it. But it's really just that first strike. that You have to... Well, no, because she was like, I'm going to cut your hands off first and then your feet or whatever. But, I mean, what, was she going to cauterize the wounds? That's what she said. Yeah, she said she was going to do one and then cauterize It and then do one and then cauterize it.
1: I like how they're acting like she's a CIA agent and not an (laughs) FBI agent. (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah. So, anyway, the FBI agent whose name I once knew but now don't remember. It's the,
1: it's the friend. I don't know. Whatever. Her name. Agent. I, I don't know. You wrote Catherine, a- but it looks like that's the girl who was also released. No, that's,
0: that's the girl who's released. I don't remember the FBI agent's name. I'm sorry. Her name Uh, tells Betty that Catherine says the TBK always left the light on for her at night. And then Betty has a flashback to her dad leaving the light on for her. And I thought this was, like, part of the curse, but it's not. It's just Betty. being like, hey, we thought the TBK was a loner or a drifter, but maybe he's a family man. Maybe he's like my dad. I thought we already knew who the TBK was. We unmasked him. Well, no, he, I Archie mean, I,
1: saw him, but nobody else did.
0: But he had a name. I mean, I'm, okay, I'm guessing, a, I'm assuming that that's like a fake name. Maybe? Yeah, I don't that think like that, that was his real name. Oh, okay.
1: I think only Archie has seen him. The other thing, too, is it's like the agent is like, I can't remember if it was last week or this week. She's like, here's the uh, profile of the killer. And then Betty's like, oh, this couldn't be more. General. And it's like, I'm sorry, Benny. Like, as an FBI agent, especially, you should understand that the behavioral sciences are not actually like, oh, and he'll be wearing a double breasted jacket. Like, one time a guy was like, oh, and when you find him, he'll be in a double breasted jacket. And the guy was, and that's just because that was what was fashionable at the time. Like, it's just like profiles are not that useful. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's it was definitely not useful. It was very it was very general, uh. But yeah, I don't know what she was expecting. Um, I don't know. Like, oh, he'll have size ten feet. Well, to be fair, when they were looking for the black hood, Archie was basically just going hundred percent off eye color. So
1: and that was a different actor. Yeah, so it didn't even make any
0: sense. Uh, Reggie calls Pickens out for being a wizard, and Pickens like, "Yep, I'm a magic man, and I'm gonna teach you my tricks." Yeah. Reggie's like, okay. Yep. Um, Cheryl's like, we got all our stuff back and we're going to have to perform a ritual on our items and you're not going to like it. Uh, Although, like, the end of that is they get their stuff back. Pickens just gives it back. I don't really understand why. And Veronica says, you can keep my father's portrait. No one has power over me.
1: Someone literally has power over you right now. Yeah. Like, does she think she's immune
0: to this? I don't know. And also, like, did she not give her book back? Hopefully she gave her book back too. Well, but no, he says, where's the book? I don't know. Whatever. Um, Betty thinks that uh, she's just scratched the surface for what's hidden inside of her in terms of memories about her father. Okay, great. I mean, she's just apparently locked all kinds of stuff I mean, do deep. you
1: want to remember those things? Like, I would be like, I'm better off not knowing. Yeah. I'm not sure how she thinks she's going to,
0: like, retrieve those memories, though, because she does burn the diary. And Archie burns his guitar. uh, No one has communicated with Reggie, so I don't know what his deal is. I mean, I don't think they know that Reggie had a book taken from him. But like, I don't know. I mean, Reggie is now going to work with Pickens, it seems like. And so I'm unclear about whether or not he's still having issues with I'm assuming he can read again. I'm assuming
1: he can read again. Let's assume that. Um, Jughead is like, oh God, we can't burn a book. What would Ray Bradbury say? Jughead, are you stupid? Like, are you straight up stupid or are you dumb? I I think that's that was a joke that Jackhead was making. No, but, but he didn't he burn still- his book. Well, yeah, because it's like the only thing his grandfather had left. Like he that. He didn't know his grandfather. His grandfather was gone his whole childhood. Okay, but like I I he definitely
0: had the most sentimental thing. I mean, to be fair, Cheryl doesn't burn her brother's bones. She's like, Well, yeah, I already burned them once, so I don't need to do it again. I that that's how that works. Like the
1: curse happened afterwards. That I I can't speak to, but I mean I I don't I think she would have been fine to burn the bones again. Yeah, she should have just burned the bones again, just so, to be safe. I don't know, it
0: was just Betty and Archie stuff, whatever. Um and then Pickens adds both Kevin's and Reggie's names to his list of allies. Why does not going to lie. Why is he
1: keeping a list of allies? It's not like the list
0: is so long. I don't even know whose powers he thinks he knows at this point. I don't know. Actually, I think, I think he had all the way up through T- Tabitha. So I think he's got four. And we're still not sure if Veronica's thing is a power. Or I don't occurs. think it's a power. I don't know. Kind of like that, though. She should just try to kiss Pickens. Probably wouldn't work on him. Yeah, I don't think so. It would be interesting though. Anyway, and um and that's it. So that that was the episode. Um, we did it. Uh you know what? Lower energy today, all around, but it's it's been a busy day. And if this show wants us to have higher energy, it needs to have better content. I think that's what it is. I'm
1: so tired. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Yeah, I feel like we had such great energy through
0: the Rivervale thing. Well, that was so the show was also, also good.
1: I know I want the show to do
0: something fun so that we can be happy. Um I will add uh drip Diptych and potentially Baldwin's book. Barn, I think add it. Add Baldwin's add book it barn. to the. Um, to the Close But No Cigar list. No other really new characters this week. We already talked about the title. So that's really it for those things. Um, Most Normal Person. Who Who among us? I feel like Veronica's kill count has gotten really high. Just thinking about that. Yeah. uh... She might have the second highest kill count after like the bad guys. That's pretty bad. It's going to be close. I mean, Pickens kill count has gotten up so high now that he's murdered all of the ghoulies and probably several of the homeless people that he had walk across the country.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, well, uh... Who wasn't in the episode? That's pretty normal to not be in this episode. <laughs> well, Tony, Fangs, and
0: Tabitha all weren't there. Um, I'd say out of the people in the episode, Reggie was pretty normal. Yeah. I mean, he just, he had his book. He wanted to... Yeah, but it's just
1: so wild to me that he would know where that book was. I guess maybe because, like, it's a security blanket of his. I don't know.
0: Um, Although he does join the dark side at the end, so I don't know how much we can count that. Uh, And then,
1: I guess, like... I mean, I think he's more normal than the rest. Kevin... Kevin kissed Percival. No way. Like, Reggie has always wanted power, so it at least makes sense that when he discovers yeah. magic, he would want it. Kevin literally is told, th- I'm the dark side, and he's like, mm, kiss me. Yeah, you know what? Reggie was speaking some truth this
0: episode. Uh, So, Reggie, two weeks in a row. I don't even care. I'm giving it to you because I don't want to try to find someone else. There's, there is – who else is there? Nobody. There is no one else. It's just Reggie at this point. Awesome. Um, Kirsten, do you have anything that you feel like – the audience should check out not not plugs but just like anything anything cool you've been watching or anything
1: Oh, I read a really cute book called The Charm Offensive while I was traveling. And it's a really cute romance novel about a reality TV show. And it was really cute and good. And especially if people are looking for more queer stories, it was really, really well done. People should read that.
0: The Charm Offensive? Yeah. Like with an O offense? Yeah. Okay. Or yes. I, what other version? I don't, I don't know what else it would have been. But I would love to hear know. you puzzle it out. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking that there was a version of that word that had like an, an a w
1: maybe
0: but i, th- I, I don't think, think that's, that's actually r- a thing. i don't
1: think that's real but i know i'm cute. just realizing
0: that now okay nope um well i am going to see a concert sort of Is there, i don't really know if that's the correct term i'm going to see the like when you watch a star wars movie but then they have a live orchestra playing the music So I'm going to go see one of those uh, this weekend. And so I'm trying to watch all the movies that lead up to that one. Which, depending on how you do your movies, is either one movie, four movies, or six movies. So, because I'm going to see episode, I'm going to see The Empire Strikes Back, which is technically episode five. So, either some people would just watch four first, or one, two, three, four, or one, two, three, Rogue One solo four. So, it depends how much time I have. I think so far I've watched one and two. Yeah, well, too late. I like the prequels, so I've already watched episode one and two again. I've been meaning to do a Star Wars rewatch for a long time, but for me, Star Wars rewatches end at episode six, so I have no desire to watch the newer movies. Sorry, everyone.
1: That's fine. I've only seen episode 1 and I want to keep it that way.
0: Okay. That's an interesting one to choose, but okay. I saw
1: it in theaters when I was 9.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, I saw the I saw the prequels in theaters, but um they got some great music though. I'm kind of sad that I'm well, I mean, I feel like the older the older ones, the originals also had pretty good music. So I'm excited to see that at the very least, but We'll get to it. Um, cool. That well, sounds
1: very fun. I went to a high school production of Legally Blonde a few weeks back, and that was like how was it? Ten out of ten. Iconic. Incredible.
0: All versions of Legally Blonde online are are pretty darn yes, good. Yes,
1: and they do have the the MTV one of the original Broadway cast yes. is on YouTube, and it's I very think
0: this good. is maybe the tenth time we've mentioned that on the road. Well, Riverdale. and we if can't. you haven't
1: watched it yet, <laughs> go watch it. What are you
0: thinking? It's, Come on, it's just our bi monthly update. About about how everyone should watch. Listen, I, <laughs> like, it was like,
1: relevant watch. because I just watched a high school production like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of great versions out there.
1: Check them all out. It's still, it's somehow it doesn't get old. <laughs> it never does. It's it always good. Yeah. It will lift um, your spirit.
0: I would love to see that. I would love to see a live performance of that, uh, even if it was high school. I know Mean Girls is coming to my Ooh. local theater, but it's not till September, so we'll see.
1: That's a ways to wait. I know. Tough. I
0: know. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's all for this week's episode. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for episode 14. Until then, you can follow me online at Frail Mary on every platform. And if you're interested, you can check out some of the other podcasts we do over on KowskiCast.com. It's K with a K. Uh, you can also check out... This is from... Like, like a week ago at this point. But if you haven't already, the episode of the Survivor Academy on RHAP that I was on, uh, which is normally a patron-only podcast, was released on the main feed. So if anyone just wants to hear my takes on Survivor so far this season, feel free to check that out. Um, Kirsten, what all you got going on?
1: Um, Bojack Horse Pod. We are just about to the mid-season break of season six, which is very exciting. Um, Also, Temptation Island is just wrapping up with myself and Maggie Morgan over on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed. And Sasha, Joseph, and I have been recording Mess Magnets, talking about pop yes. culture, slub gossip, trending topics. Um, this week's episode is either delayed or just not happening because both of us are sick, but uh, there'll be more to come. I- I've been enjoying Mess Magnets. Oh, thank you. Yes. it's. Uh, I finally
0: caught up with all of my Big Brother and Survivor podcasts, so Look at you. I now. I can now listen to other fun things. I'm
1: proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, it
0: really took a lot for me to get here. Now if I could only catch up to...
1: Nothing like treating listening to podcasts like homework. You know, it does have
0: that vibe, but it's kind of like a checklist too, which I do love a nice checklist, Hmm. so I'm okay with it. Okay. Anyway. Fair enough. Anyway, cool. All right. Well, this was fun. Until next time. Bye.
1: Is. okay sorry i picked a scab yeah it's really gross
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i just wanted to stop bleeding
1: <laughs> what
0: am i jughead over here all <laughs> right um let's see um, Yeah, so Archie Archie, sees a Archie, vision yeah, of grundy, grundy yeah.
1: playing the cello and